Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Grown Men Watch Kid Shit. It's me, TJ, and I'm here with the one with no fear who's always drinking beer. He's far not near. Jordan, how's it going? Well, hey, hold on. I'm blow- blown on the mat again. I'll- always drinking beer. I mean, that's, you know what I mean? You're I mean, not people, like all the time. You're but giving you, people. But, but you drink beer. I mean, yeah, but let, let's just, let, let, let's take that, rewind it back. Or sure, Quite often. Go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Occasionally, as a nightcap, <laughs> I just you know, man, that motherfucker, he's always drinking beer. That just you know, it has <laughs> that's a, it has not a how I said it. <laughs> Communication is yeah. like ten percent what is said, ninety percent what is unsaid, including tone. I did not. Say. Look, I'm just saying, you you know, you came out. I mean, I get it because it rhymed and it was cute and it was fine. But I mean, let's just let's just set the record straight. You're like, just looking for your feelings to get hurt. That's why he said that. He said, yeah, <laughs> I'm just I'm, I'm just I'm just searching for it, you know. Uh, uh, so, hey, man, I got a question for you. Uh huh. Um, in light of this week's movie, uh, which <laughs> is you want to go and tell him what it is. Missing Link. Yeah, it's that movie where they can't find a sausage. Um, in light of this week's... God, you're corny. Oh, my God. In light of this week's movie... We done um, lost five listeners from that, too. <laughs> they just said, boop. <laughs> Turn it off. If, yeah. If, uh, if, you, if, if you could be pals, if you could be buddies, if you could be chums, if you could be a main squeeze with any monster... Or any sort of, you like know what crypto, I mean? cryptozoologist yeah, sort of, yeah, anything like that. What would it be, and why? Mm. Please cite references, MLA format. No, uh, <laughs> <laughs> just, <laughs> like the, just the the blatant no. I love that we're at a place now when someone tells us that we can say nah. I know, right? You know, some years back, it's like, okay, you got it. <laughs> like, no. uh, let's see. <laughs> Friends with any sort of like crypto animal type thing. Whoo, doggy. I would say, hmm. I mean, I'm a fan of werewolves, but th- those aren't, I don't think those count. Those count. Uh, I mean, I said monster. I mean, you did you say know. monster, but you know yeah. what? I would, I, I think I would, I, I think I would go back and say, like, a chupacabra. Hear me out. Oh, okay. The, yeah. The reason why chupacabra this. is because I think like a chupacabra is like the closest thing to a Pokemon. <laughs> it's just sweet little creature that's, it's like running around and does what you want it to do. So if the chupacabra was my friend, I'd be like, Chupy. 
by Jordan on the ankles. And, uh, you know, so why has he got to bite me on the ankles? I was just giving an example. Damn, First it's just like the call me an thing. alcoholic, and now I you're call sticking you an your, your proverbial I, chupacabra Jordan, on me. If I wanted to call you an alcoholic, guess what I would do? Call you an alcoholic. <laughs> Shit. And you know I'm telling the truth. You man, you 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 woke up some kind of way today, didn't you? Well, I, you know what? I woke up tired because daylight savings time is actively kicking my ass. Here's the thing about daylight savings time. I used to I used to like it, and now I can't stand it, it because it's up. like it's like yeah, we got like an extra hour of sleep, but now here comes everyone. You know, here comes all the. It gets dark quicker. You know, seasonal depression's kicking in for some. But hey, yeah, we all got an extra hour of sleep that one day. No, it's not enough. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you time know, change has got to go, man. Time change has got to go. I mean, because it was all based on farming, right? Yeah. But I think the thing that kills me is that, so because we got an extra hour, my body still hasn't, like, adjusted, right? Mm-hmm. So I, my body normally wakes me up at, like, 6 a.m. Uh, so this morning, my body woke me up at 4.45, right? Because it would have been 5.45. And so I was like, okay, I guess I try to go back to sleep. But my body's like, nah, bitch. You up? Guess what you is? You, you, you's up. And so, like, I've been struck. Like, that extra hour is, like, super. Like, my body right now is telling me that it's almost my body. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. that's what my and so, like, the struggle is real. I was sitting in, I was sitting in class tonight, true facts. This one student turned to me, TJ, you tired? I said, look, <laughs> these days is hard for me as they are for you. But, hey, oh, okay, here's a question. Hmm. I said the chupacabra, who's going to be biting your ankles for fun. How about you? How about you? Oh, man. Um... You know, I always, this is going to sound kind of cheap, man, but like the Loch Ness Monster always fascinated me. And like, I always wanted like some giant like water creature that I could like ride and be pals with. You want a Lapras. What? A Lapras. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... Yeah, man. So For those of you, you know, who don't know, a lapis is a Pokemon that looks just like the Loch Ness monster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, so, so something like that. Um, I mean, as far as like, you know, these. Uh, I mean, like Bigfoot, Loch Ness monster. You know, I never really, I never really understood Mothman. Totally. Um, you know all about Mothman, though, because you had a recent... I know all about uh, Mothman, but I learned some <laughs> stuff about Mothman. Apparently, he was trying to warn people that a uh, bridge was about to fall, so he, like, came out and was screaming at the people, but, you know, he only spoke in Moth, so in his head, he's like... How do Moths speak, by the way? I don't know, but apparently he was all like, hey, hey, bad shit's about to happen. What people heard is, <gasps> you know, it's... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, they say he you know, showed up in Russia right before Chernobyl too. No, the Loch Ness monster is is the one that like I I hope is real. You know what I mean? Bigfoot, I don't buy. Bigfoot was just someone's lost uncle. You know what I mean? Like, like <laughs> just didn't I, shave. I yeah, I don't I don't buy that. 
But I really hope, like, I in in my heart of hearts, I hope I, ho- I hope Loch Ness monster is real. And honestly, bro, we're getting to that time. Like, there's still a part of me that, like, man, I hope fucking Santa's real too. You know what I mean? Like, I I, I hope Santa? there's some. Yeah, man. Like, I mean, wouldn't that be that'd be fucking awesome, dude? I, I, I'll say like, if that, and you're gonna hear it again. My mama told me, "Ain't no white man coming down my chimney to give me nothing." If I'm just saying, if I part of me hopes that like there's at least something, you know, and and, and I don't know, you know. Um, I mean, keep in mind that there's still like so much ocean we haven't discovered. So how about you set your eyes on something real? How about not? Because like I don't think we should fuck with oh, all the stuff that, that hasn't that. been discovered. What's that? You hear that clicking? What's that clicking? That's my furnace turn- turning on. <laughs> And first time I heard that furnace turn on, I was like, I got ghosts. Yeah, that's some that's some that's some home alone type shit. Mm-hmm. You know. But well, okay, so why shouldn't we mess with <clears throat> the things that haven't been discovered yet? I don't know, dude. I just think I, I I think there's a certain point where it's like let's just let's just, you know, leave well enough alone. Let's let's let, let let's live and let live, you know, which I think is a good a good uh, uh, message that this movie tries to get across, you know, where it's like, mm-hmm. tries. you know, okay. yeah, I mean, it, you know, depending on, on, on your take on the movie, I mean, it, it, it tries to get it across, but yeah, I mean, I, you know, and like, what's the point? Like, what are, what are we hoping to gain from like discovering more of the ocean? You know, like, oh, like I, I, I get, I get, I get space travel. I do because it's like, well, I mean, you know, eventually, I mean, it sucks, but eventually, this planet's going to be, you know, inhabitable, and and we have to, we we, we got to look look to the stars and shit if we want to preserve humanity. Like, I understand that, but like the ocean, ain't nothing good down there. Oh, except for the fact that the ocean has possibly like the cure to cancer or some shit down there. So, I mean. If you don't like that, then that's cool. Who says the ocean has a cure to cancer? I'm saying... Is that a legit thing? (laughs) I'm just saying there's so much in the ocean that we don't understand. So many plants, so many animals that we don't understand what has the key to what. Just leave it alone. Just leave it alone. So you would rather leave the ocean alone. Than find the cure to cancer. I'm point. just saying, I've seen way too many movies to understand you, that, like, when you go fucking with shit, it should be fucked with. Well, we're still going. There's probably some giant, you know, and, 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 and there's probably some giant fucking monster down there just like waiting to get poked at, you know what I mean? And then it, and, and then it comes up to quote a TikTok, you know what I mean? When Godzilla comes up, then what? You know, when Aquaman turns out to be not so nice, then what? You know? Was that on the TikTok? Yeah. He's <laughs> like, quit trying to find Nemo and mind your damn business. Which I'm, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this uh, in front of God and everybody. This is going to make, this is going to be the most like digital aged assholey thing. You need to stop fucking with them reels and start fucking with TikTok. I'm afraid of TikTok, man. I'm, af- I'm afraid because that's how they get you. Because they get all your shit on that. I'm afraid of. You, oh, so, afraid of so they don't get all your shit on Instagram that is owned by Facebook, which has all your shit anyway. I mean, I don't know. There was there was something with TikTok where they get. I don't know. I'm just I'm just I'm I'm kind of leery of it. But I can watch all the TikToks on Instagram reels. No, not in the, no, no, 
not all of them, but like a good, a good. I, look at me, I'm new so. to this. I'm, I'm, I'm new to this shit. You know what I mean? Give me. No, okay. Imagine TikTok is like World Star for you, right? You just scroll World through Star. and find a good one every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I, 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 I hate that. I love that you brought that up. Um, I, I have, I have never watched World Star without shoes <laughs> <laughs> I remember hey TJ look at this guy get knocked out oh man so this movie is about being friends with with a monster essentially being friends with a with a with a creature and stuff and I think this is a good time as any because this is a question sir that I've never asked you before in all our years knowing each other and you've never asked me this either this is a topic that has never ever come up never has needed to come up but I think is very fitting for this episode and very fitting for the content of our show you ready for this question I have for you I am did you or did you not fuck with Tamagotchi and or Gigapets Oh, you mean, yeah, yes, of course. I did. Jordan, did you hear what I said? Why I want a chupacabra? Because it's most like a Pokemon. Yeah. If it was so, a small creature that I could control, yeah. my God complex kicked in high alert. Did you, did you prefer one over the other? Because here's the thing I will say, I, didn't, I never had a Gigapet, I had a Tamagotchi. And it was, I remember the egg was like, it was like a dark red and had like the black kind of like outline on there. But I remember the Tamagotchi being like this alien thing. And then like the Gigapet was like, oh, that's where you can have a monkey. That's where you can have a dog. That's where you can have a cat. And I was kind of jealous of the Gigapet kids, if I'm honest with you. Because you could have something real. Yeah. And I was like, man, I got this little blob of kind of like, but Tamagotchi is the original, right? I believe so. So... Of course, there's a history. I had Tamagotchi's Gigapets. Uh, I had a Digivice, and I had a special one that was Looney Tunes. And so, and I also had a Pikachu. Did you run like a virtual pet boarding house? Like, a- <laughs> I was also a Neopets. So, like, um, my mom wouldn't let me have any animals growing up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I guess I'm going to like to the point where I got <laughs> one Christmas. I got my ass a robot dog, this little robot dog. Like, toy. Oh, yeah. And it didn't do much. But the point is that I got it. And so, no. So I, I, I prefer Digipets because Digipets also led the way to Digimon. And the thing with mm-hmm. Digipets, if you remember, is that you could combine or no. Yeah, did, no, no, okay, no. I'm getting these mixed up. The Digimon ones, you could connect up and actually battle each other. And that shit was dope. You could battle them? Yeah, because you were, because Digimon is basically Pokemon with, you know, in the digital world. Right, um, right. And so you could train them up and you could battle them. And mm-hmm. It was dope. That was all about it. So what would happen if. If you lost, you oh, then like, you you'd have to like you know bathe it and feed it and make it feel good about itself again, you know. But you wouldn't like lose it, lose it. No, no, it wouldn't die. die. Man, why not? Like, I honestly think like it should have been like, hey, dog man. fighting. 
Bro, come on. Like, I mean, no, I, no. I, I, dude, we grew up, we grew up playing pogs. We used to play for keeps with pogs. And it's like, man, if you lost a pog, like that was, that was the other guy's pog. Who, but who here's got the thing. It. You can replace a pog with like two, two dollars, right? You can be like, but I you can also that. replace it like Tamagotchi. No, My Tamagotchi time. would die all the time. Kid. It's time for a kid. To a kid, time is much more sacred than money. Listen, I remember. Oh man, I've had that baseball for three years. Not oh, I lost the baseball. Guess I need to go buy a new one. Dude, I had a pog maker. I made. I used to cut out like old like comics and like and you know I, had, I had. I had. I had a line of. Hold on one second. I had a line of like Batman cards. I used to make. I used to make these pogs, and like I would lose them at school at daycare. Like I would lose them because someone slammed harder than me, and it's like. That's just the nature that, and that took me plenty of time to make. And yeah, it was upsetting. Then you went home and you invested time instead of money. What I'm saying is to a kid, their currency is not them dollar dollar bills, y'all. Their currency is money. I mean, it's time. Shit. (laughs) I just think that in the, with the digital pets, like you already got the unit. Like, what does it mean? Like who, who cares if like you, you battle with someone and you lose and your digital pet, Dies and you gotta like start over from scratch on the screen. Man, see, you ain't never. But it's the same thing. Like I had to go build my pogs back up. You ain't never fuck with Pokemon. If you if you fuck with Pokemon, you would understand. You'd understand. I just if every time my Pikachu fainted, my Pikachu died, I wouldn't play the game. See, I'm 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 all about that risk reward. You know what I mean? Oh no, there's risk reward. They take your money and Pokemon. If you lose, you lose money. They say, "Oh my God, you lost! Give me forty thousand dollars." But what? So what would the victor get in this in this Digimon pet experience thing? points? And then they could evolve. They could digivolve. So they take. They, so they take your points away from you. They, essentially, they gain points. They don't take your points. See, like that. It's like, man, you lost. You know, you you wager. What if you? What if like? Well, I guess that's introducing gambling at a very young age. Thank you. Uh, so, so Thank you. Not. I'm glad that you talked yourself through that. I'm glad that you talked yourself through that. I'm just saying, dude, like, I baby. wish, I honestly, like, deep down, I wish there was more, like, I, I dude, I miss, and it's crazy talking about pogs, because I just discovered, like, I mean, I think I, I sent you a picture of them not too long ago, uh, of some of them, but I just discovered, like, my, 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 you know, box of all my pogs and stuff like that, and not, not too long ago, you know, doling out to the kids and playing pogs with the kids, and I remember, man, that was... Pogs was like battlegrounds, you know what I mean? And like we used to, you know, remember, dude, pogs were everywhere. Fucking quarter machines, kids' meals, you know what I mean? You go buy them, you know, from like the card. Because back then we had, we had a, we we didn't, it wasn't a comic book store, it was a card store where you would go and buy like baseball cards, basketball cards, you know. uh, I think they had like some like Magic the Gathering stuff, and then it was like pogs and shit. Do you ever have anything like that? Uh, it was a comic book store. Okay, yeah, it's like there weren't any comics, but it was just like it was like cards and collectibles and shit like that. And you used to go and like buy these packs of pogs and stuff. And and, and uh, you know, I remember like the original like mystery packs, like you didn't know what was what, what what was in them. And you'd find one that was rare, and it's like, oh man, this is awesome. And it's like, you know, you throw it down. I mean, that's just that's just a risk that you take. See, here's you know? the thing, I think. <laughs> This speaks so much to a lot for me, for you, concerning you. Because um, in this moment, the only thing I'm thinking is, 
This is why he doesn't have hobbies. He has obsessions because all his hobbies got stolen from him. <laughs> I think we've. Exp- I, I think we sort of dismantled your has this, this hobby, hobby no, you know obsession. What? I'm going to say that your your guitar has not become a hobby. It's become a skill. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Right, like my hobby is 3D printing miniature figures. I'm about to sell this shit. Like I can't, I can't. I'm not to the point where I can model them. I'm like, cool. I, I can make some buttons and then I can make the thing happen. Right, but mm-hmm. you, you could, you could, you, you're, you're close to stepping on to a, to an open mic night. We gonna cut your EP. Maybe you, you want to be, games. you want to be my, you want to be my Rick Rubin. I don't, I don't know who that is. He's a, he's a producer. Um, oh, okay, yeah. I mean, sure. I don't know. Maybe, may, you know, maybe there is some. Uh-huh. I'm not gonna lie, that one that one kind of I was like, when does she want me to start flying? <laughs> <laughs> Who is ready to find the missing link between this movie and my questions? I am. Yay! Can you tell me, go on real quick. Can you tell me why there are two bags of pretzels up okay, here? Okay, because one of them is almost gone and it's like the broken pieces of pretzels. And I don't know if I want to eat them. And you're welcome for use of my desk. You're going to be coming at me in my pretzel habits. I'm a little out of breath from all the yelling and the running upstairs. Yeah, you go hard. Yeah. Bobby Fontaine up here. Uh-huh. Yeah. <clears throat> all right. Jord. Yes. Nessie sets the stage for this fun cryptozoological romp. Well, debunked at every turn. I still believe in you, Nessie. And so do a lot of other people. According to Britannica, how See? much did the lure of the Loch Ness Monster bring in for Scotland's economy annually in the early 2000s? A, 50 million, B, 80 million, or C, 20 million? Uh, B, 80 million? It is 80 million. Yeah. Woo. What do you mean C? C what? What are you saying? What, were y'all talking about trivia before? Well, no, we were talking about, like, if there are any monsters you can be friends with. And I was like, Loch Ness. And part of me still hopes that Loch Ness is real. I'm pretty sure they did, like, seismic, uh, like, sonar boop boops at the, on the whole lock. And, uh, but maybe there's a cave in there she could have been hiding. <coughs> TJ. Mm-hmm. This movie had a lower budget than the four previous Laika, Laika, what is the studio? Laika. Laika movies. True. False. It was the highest. Likely of all due, of them? Yes. Likely due to the casting being a bit more expensive for this one. Okay. I was say because Kubo, but that's fine. Hugh Jackman is not cheap. I don't know who's in Kubo. I haven't seen that one. McConaughey and oh McConaughey, hey. that's it, isn't it? What's well, another big name in that movie? I don't know. Uh, but there were a few big names yeah. in this one. George, yes. True or false? The bar fight scene has the most shots ever in a stop motion sequence. 
Ooh, that was a lot of shots. Not like shot, shot, no. shot, 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 shot. You know, like that was a lot of shot, and that shots. that that was a, that was a really impressive part too. I can't wait to. We'll we'll get to that when we talk about the. There was a lot because there was. I'm gonna say true. It is true. true. Uh, apparently, 139 shots just for that scene. Wow. I don't really have a base point. Uh, so we, we've talked about what movie we're talking about, right? Not yeah. just from the okay. Yeah, that's the one where they can't find the sauce. About we've been better about. Yeah, it was a terrible joke, but we've been better <laughs> about stating the movie earlier. TJ, spoiler: <laughs> we see Sir Frost forming his next great adventure with the Fiji mermaid at the end of the movie. Another great hoax. How much did American sea captain Samuel Barrett Eds Edes? Purchased the original mermaid for when he bought it off a Japanese Japanese fisherman in 1822. I almost made it through that whole thing. A, six thousand dollars. B, five thousand dollars. Oh wait, sorry. B, five hundred dollars. Or C, fifteen hundred dollars. No, we're talking about with inflation or during no. This was like the 1822 price. Fifteen hundred. Six thousand. That'd be about a hundred and forty thousand today. This man thought that this monkey sewn to a fish was a real ass mermaid. Wow. What is what was happening in the eighteen hundreds that they just believed all this stuff? Girl, lots of things. Genocide, like lots of things happened in the eighteen hundreds. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> it was pretty crazy. And you know, they didn't have the movies, so you know, special effects weren't really part of their everyday. And he lost a lot of money. For, well, I guess if he sold it to P.T. Barnum. Barnum? P.T. Barnum. Yeah. I'm fucking killing it on the name pronunciation today, guys. Uh, he probably made a profit. Mm-hmm. If he was smart, he did. But I don't know. He bought a monkey sewn to a fish. Yeah, so maybe not the smartest out. man. Leave that man alone. <laughs> I will not. Because <laughs> Jackman then would go play Barnum and Greatest mm-hmm. Showman. Mm-hmm. Ladies mm-hmm. and gents, this all is connected. the Yeah. Jord. Yeah. We all know it. The Patterson-Gimlin film. The one that brought us the famous over-the-shoulder Bigfoot look. But do you know where that movie was shot? A. Well, home movie? They weren't home. A. Oregon. B, Washington, or C, California? Oregon? California. Northern California in the late 1960s. Tough time to get one wrong. Shit. And they, uh, yeah, they have, I, I don't know if they've ever, like, proven this as a hoax or not. I was telling TJ, it's just someone's uncle. After, after reading the whole Wikipedia page about Bigfoot, I believe... Or do I? I don't know. You know, I feel like there's a lot of wilderness out there. Do you not? Do y'all not? Do y'all not believe in Bigfoot? I, don't I just care. said I think it's someone's uncle. <laughs> I just think it's like, like I just man. don't care. It's just I like feel like I'm more man. in the I don't care camp. So I'm like, yeah, sure, why not? Yeah, that's why I'm at. I'm like, okay. TJ. Mm-hmm. Mothman, my personal favorite cryptid. Sightings of Mothman came from West Virginia, but. Okay, well, hang on. Wait a minute. I missed a word. 
Sightings of Mothman came from West Virginia, but what explanation did the Mason County Sheriff offer to calm the people, even though we know Mothman was an alien? A, an unusually large herring. B, a massive owl. Or C, he discredited the eyewitnesses by saying they had been drinking at the time of sighting. Uh, C. A, an unusually large heron. TJ does a really good Mothman impression. Or, you know, he speaks moth. Let's hear it. Ah! <laughs> I love how you do the hands for wings, even though like no one but us can see. <laughs> if it I really wanted to write that as a massive fucking owl, because could no, so, you imagine? So I was supposed to go see. Uh, so this past weekend, I was told that there's like a hiking trail near near Mothman. There's not because Mothman oh. is in this. Middle of this small little town called Point Pleasant. If that ain't mm-hmm. the most horror movie ass town. Oh, right. But here's the thing: when you go into Point Pleasant, like there's actually a wall where you could tell it used to be like a fort or like it's behind a uh, like a um, like a, a dam wall or something like that. Right? There's an actual wall, so the whole town is behind this wall. And then so I was going by, and we're trying to find the Mothman statue because that's where we're supposed to meet up to hide. Tell me why. <laughs> We got caught behind a goddamn parade. <laughs> Is it the Mothman Festival? No, it was the, it was the parade for Veterans Day and the tractor pull that was happening later oh. that night. I was like, okay, this, this that sounds this like a good old time. I guess. Yeah, I guess. They, but did you also know? That apparently there is a story of this dude a few days before the original Mothman sightings. He came upon some sketchy shit in the middle of the night on the road. Some like alien looking Mothman shit. And then I think maybe it got into a spaceship. Yeah. Yeah. I I think the Mothman is weird. The truth is out there. It's an alien, obviously. Although... I think if there would be any aliens, it's probably a squid-like creature. Because the there is a scientific, scientific paper dedicated to proving that squids and octopus came from outer space. Yeah, yeah. It's getting weird, listeners. After that, we've got TJ at zero, Jordan at two. Who's ready for all the mothy mavises? Me, because I knew Yes. Okay. <laughs> well, she said yes. Like, yes, you do. Uh, so, it can be hard to place what year this movie takes place, but I'm going to make you do it anyway. There was not a title card, right? I didn't no. miss it. No. Excellent. Excellent. According to IMDb, you can place approximately when this movie takes place by the level of completeness or lack thereof of the Statue of Liberty in New York Harbor. Closest while being closest, the movie could not have taken place later than what year? And I will go to, uh, I guess, George first because he's in the lead. I don't know. That makes sense when you're doing prices Right rules. Because the... The Statue of Liberty wasn't finished. <laughs> you know what? Chicken butt. TJ, you know what I'm going with? Just what? for you. It couldn't have taken place any later than The Order 1886. 1886 is mine. Okay, my cool. Um, they were that famed about- video game. <laughs> 
they were talking about women's suffrage. So it couldn't have taken place any later than 1950. I'm failing to follow your logic, TJ, but okay. Is that your final answer? <laughs> Wait. I'm so confused. I don't know when the suffrage, oh, yeah. suffrage comes into this. Oh, and because you would be your uh, answer. I said, but you said no later than so. Um, <laughs> you know what? Couldn't have taken place any later than 19. Wait. So wait, <laughs> I'm confused by the question. <laughs> so in the movie, the Statue right. of Liberty is not completed. Right. So it can't be later than what year? 1930. <laughs> I, um, so I'm confused by the... Okay. All these lovely immigrants coming to America in the great immigration. Oh, okay. This oh, beautiful I, melting pot coming to okay, Ellis Island okay, with a okay, busted okay, ass Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Shit, now I get the question. I was using context clues from this us. This is a journey. This is a whole <laughs> no. journey. I was using context clues from dialogue in the movie, but you asked me to just use the Statue of Liberty. All right. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. the movie's not finished. Right. But I'm saying they talk about women voting and shit, which, anyways, um, not and shit. Women should vote. <laughs> uh, but, but, I'm going to say 18, 1870. Okay. Well. I really hate to say this because, TJ, I know how you feel about the video game, but it is 1886. Oh! So there was no way I could have got that right. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That's why I kept being like, are you sure you want to go with the 1900s? So, yeah, we have uh, Jordan is our winner. The Statue of Liberty was completed, I believe, October 1886. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I went through a couple iterations. Gustav Eiffel. What was gifted? Wait, no, didn't he do the Eiffel Tower? Yeah, he also he had he had, he had some kind of hand in the Statue of Liberty. D- did he? Yeah. Oh, now okay. I have the Wikipedia page right here, listeners. We need to know. No French sculptor designed by French sculptor Friedrich Auguste Bartholdi. I thought I thought Gustave Eiffel had something to do with it. Oh no no! And its metal framework was built by Gustave Eiffel. There you go. Here we go. Uh-huh. We made it there in the end. We got one more terrible pronunciation out of me. Uh, congrats, Jord. And that brings us to where's my list? Where's my list? I know. I, <laughs> I hate this part. <laughs> Jord is at 19, and TJ, you are at 16. If, if we still got, look at, hey, you sweat, you swept the last holiday. If you sweep this next holiday. No, I, I need to go into the holidays at least up to. I need to go into the holidays time. I have to go into the holidays time. How many episodes do we have to the holidays? Two. Uh, two. Mm. I believe you can do it, TJ. So I have to win the next two episodes because once you go into the holidays, Jordan, if you win, if I'm not tied with you, Right. If I'm already trailing by two and you win one of the next, I'll be trailing by three. Right. Then we have five left. Right. Let's say you win. we have five left. I have to win 
<laughs> I have to win four of the five. Nah, it ain't gonna happen. It ain't gonna happen. You just need to get into Kim's spaghetti brain and think what questions. Oh yeah, is so Kim I should ask? just I should you know. Okay. Just get weird with it, TJ. Come over to the dark side. I'm just mad because, like, in the movie, they talk about, like, women voting and stuff. And, like, women didn't have the right to vote in the late 1800s. They did not. It but wasn't. Were, I believe it was 1919. But, yeah, right. they were they were pushing for it. They were pushing for it for a minute. And I know We've that. We've been pushing for it since men could vote. I know women that. were like, the fuck? Yeah. And I know that not only because of history class, but also most recently, Red Dead Redemption 2 set in 1899 and you actually have like a women's suffrage side quest and they're like we've been doing this for fucking your 10 years history now. teachers would be so proud that but jordan now I mean, two like, historical where, facts based on video is, games no it, it, it was to the point where she was all like and the dude was like it's gonna he said it like it's gonna happen any day like this shit like he was talking about like it was at the boiling point i don't know that's when I think that was the joke. She's like, it's going to happen any day. And it took like a long time. Took like another 30 years. Yeah. Give or take. They also wouldn't have. There's a lot of things about that that don't make sense to me in relationship to the female character in this movie and her mm-hmm. ownership of things. Like, it just wouldn't have been a thing. Uh, not because I don't think it should be a thing, but because dudes were awful. But regardless. Mm, irregardless. regardless <laughs> I'm gonna fight you. <laughs> wow. Well, right. well, I think this is a good time to go get go get drinks. Go drown some sorrows and some hold, drinks. Hold on, we have to still give Kim her her song. We unless you want, we're doing this weird because you, unless you no, want your song, unless do Kim, do you want your song? Victory music. Oh yeah, isn't there victory music? Give me that hi hat. Here. Listeners, I want you all to know (laughs) that every time this song plays, TJ has to watch me and Jordan dance like idiots. You know what? We're going to use your song as the outro to the. the, Oh, yeah. Hit him with the hi hat. (laughs) No, not not his winning song. Yo, yo, yo song. Oh, that's another corner. All right. Hey, congrats, Jordan. We're going to go. You'll get him next time, TJ. I hope. All right, and we're gonna right. we're gonna go ahead and go get our drinks. All right. Yep. All right. Bye. Bye. See you back here. Hey, we are back, Jordan. How was your trip to the fridge? Um, it was icy. I had to uh, dodge some outlaws, and uh, I uh, made friends with a. And I was, it was normal. It was how it always is. What about yours? It was fine. You know what I love? <laughs> I love that every episode. I think every episode we've asked that, and every episode our living, well, my living situation, well, both of our living situations have changed. Now that I'm thinking about it since the start of this episode, and we always start started the show. And we always ask each other how our trips to the fridge were. And I think that is so endearing. That's 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 like the GMWK equivalent of like text me when you're home. <laughs> how how was it? How, I, I missed you. You know what I mean? How how was how was your drive? Oh um, you missed me? Yeah. Uh 
I have today. I picked out a themed beer for this one. Oh, that makes me like to go. Um, <laughs> so this is from uh, this is a local beer, like super local. This is from San Marcos, the, the city that I live in. Uh, this is Aqua Brew. Uh, uh, this is their Apricot. And Dude, the I love Aqua a, Brew. Has a big old ape. Yeah, man. Um, hopefully they can sponsor us, or we can we can work something out. But um, yeah, uh, if you're ever in the San Marcos area and you're looking for a good for a good spot to hang out, go to the Aqua Brew Brewery. Their um, food is delicious. Yeah, but also like for for it, it's it's hands down the most drinkable across the board most drinkable craft beer. A lot of craft beer I can't fuck with. You know what I mean? But every beer they have, like, is it's it's super drinkable. Um, so yeah, uh, I thought this was fitting because you know, Mister Link or shall we say Susan is a is a big old ape looking thing. So yeah, that's what I got. What do you got? I'm drinking a Southern Tier uh, Brewing Company, which I believe is a uh, it's a I believe it's a PA. No, I'm I'm lying. It's a New York-based beer. But uh, Southern Tier, um, drinking in eight days a week. It's a blonde ale that advertises itself as infinitely drinkable. And it is pretty damn delicious. So, hold on. I think my dog needs to go outside. Real talk. I'm a boss. All right, we're back. Sorry for that little uh, interjection there. Uh Sometimes the puppy gotta go. You know, you gotta, hey, you gotta, nature calls, man. Nature does call. Speaking of nature calling, let's you see what I did there. That was what we call. That was a nice segue. A segue. Um, we're going to talk about Missing Link. Which here's the thing: I forgot that this film came out in 2019. So yeah. Uh, 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 Missing Link is 2019 uh, Leica Studios film. You might know Leica from the likes of Coraline, Kubo. Uh, what else did Leica do? Um, Paranorman. Paranorman, yes. Uh, so, you know, we're fans of Leica here on the show. Um, Leica had Hugh Jackman, Zoe Saldana, David... Uh, uh, Williamson, Stephen Fry, Matt Lucas, Timothy Oliphant, uh, Emma Thompson, Zach Galifianakis. Uh, these were all uh, voices in this movie. Uh, the budget for this movie was $102.3 million. Jordan, guess how much uh, it brought in from the box office? I want to guess less than that because wasn't this like a bomb? I don't know. 16 mil? No, probably more than that. 30 million? 26.2 million. Oh, so between that. Yeah, so right in the middle. Right in the middle. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was financially a bomb, but it uh, won the Golden Globe for Best Animated Feature. Uh, It was nominated for the Academy Award for Best Animated Feature. Um, You know, so here's the thing. Like, it was... This all happened February, January and February of 2020, you know, that award cycle. I don't remember anything about awards in 2020. I think because we were, like, mm-hmm. highly, highly distracted by life. But yeah. um, 
even if it was early 2020. Uh, but this is our this is our third movie about like Yetis and Sasquatches, right? Because we did yeah, Small right. Food and we did Abominable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And didn't these all again. come out? Didn't they all come out like relatively around the same time? Yeah, Small I think within like a four-year time span of each other. Yeah, it's, yeah. So we're we're you know we are three for three on the um, on the new Yeti movies. Yes. Oh, uh, it it lost the Academy Award to Toy Story Four. That makes so. sense. It does make sense. Man, Toy Story Four was so good. It was better than it had any business being. Oh, it was so good. Like Cobra Kai. It's, has, it's better than it has any business being. Um. So yeah. Uh. Hugh Jackman plays our lead character, uh, Sir Lionel Frost, in the the year. Here's the thing on Wikipedia. It says right here that the year is 1886. Um, Does it say it on Wikipedia? Yeah, in 1886 is the first line. Look at that. Uh, <laughs> um, but we have um, the movie opens with Sir Lionel Frost. Uh, having holy a, shit, it uh, does say that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, <Yes>. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> it's all good. Um, but um, we have <laughs> there was no winning. I'm so mad about it. Uh, for real, I didn't even know. I, I all I did was watch the movie, man. I, I wow, and it just says it right there. Wow. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> the movie starts with Sir Lionel Frost. He's in. Uh, he's trying to get a photo of the Loch Ness monster, and he has a um, a companion who gets eaten, gets like fucked up by Nessie, uh, and in the process, uh, Sir Lionel Frost is able to get a photo, but then. Nessie breaks the camera. Uh, and so you get the fact that uh, Sir Lionel Frost is uh, a cryptozoologist. He's trying to capture proof of all these creatures existing and things like that. Uh, and he he wants to announce their presence to, to the world so that way he can be uh, inducted into this group called the Society of Great Men. Uh, which, unironically, the second that the uh, you go into the Hall of the Great Men, it's all a bunch of old white men talking, uh, uh, you know, telling fish stories about the bullshit that they said that they've done and stuff like that, right? Um, this is uh, the society is led by Lord uh, Piggott Dunsipy. Dunsby? Yeah, Dun, uh, I think uh, Dunsby. I think that's how they say Yeah, Piggott Dunsby, which is, I'm sorry, all right. Um, but basically, so he's like, uh, Sir Lionel's all like super upset. His his uh, his assistant uh, leaves him. He's like, fuck this noise. Um, and uh, uh, yeah, Limo Lint uh, was the name of his uh, old assistant. And uh, uh, Lionel's upset. He gets a letter uh, saying, "Hey, I know for a fact the Sasquatch is real. Uh, you should meet me at this place in, uh, in America and uh, in the Pacific Northwest, and we can 
I can show you that the Loch Ness is, that, I mean, not the Loch Ness, that the Sasquatch is real. So he goes and he tells the uh, Society of Great Men, like, I'm going to go find Sasquatch. And Pickett Dunsby is like, that shit's fake. And he's like, you know what? If I prove it's real, you have to let me to the Society of Great Men. And he's like, yeah, okay, but you won't. So thus starts his journey. I mean, that's basically it. Thus starts his journey to go find the uh, the Sasquatch. So he gets there, he follows the tracks, and he quickly stumbles upon a Sasquatch in the woods. A little uh, a surprise to him, the Sasquatch uh, is able to speak. And he finds out that the Sasquatch wrote the letter himself because he believes in uh, uh, Sir Lionel uh, as a great man. He, he thinks he's a great man. And He's like, hey, you can help show me the world because I'm lonely here. I'm the only one of my kind. And I believe that there are these things called yetis that are my ancestors. And you can help connect me with my ancestors. And Lionel's like, cool, I'll totally do that as long as you let me prove that you're real to people. And he's like, all right, cool. Uh, And he calls him Mr. Link, as in Missing Link, uh... For uh, so that way he's like, I need to call you something. But to get to the Yetis, which are in Shangri-La, uh, they need a map from his former friend of how to get through the Himalayas. Uh, and um, so they're like, hey, I know who uh, has this map. She's an old lover of mine. Adelina Fortnite. Uh, she'll, she'll help us out. Little does he know that Pickett Dunsby has been like, this man cannot succeed. I'm going to hire an assassin to kill him. Ah, this is... This what? Is, this, this is where I already started to have questions while watching this movie. I was like, okay, there's a lot happening. This is obviously like a, a failed discussion around colonialism and ownership of things. All that's fine. And like, who can... Because Pickett Dunsby is like, oh, if we let this man into the into the hall, the Society of Great Men, what's next? Like, he's like, women are asking to vote. Like, the world's falling apart. There's going to be no space left for men like me. Which I was like, oh, okay, right. And he and, and, and Dunsby is like the quintessential like old white guy. Yeah, and so there's a statement about like, oh, there's going to be no men. Uh, there's going to be no room left for men like me. Uh, and so we have to kill this guy who's trying to change things. And it just felt so already the thing that kind of, kind of stood out to me. So let's, so the director was also the writer was also the creator of the story, which I think that that is where my first, anytime I see that I get weary because there's no one to check ideas against, you know? True. I mean, yeah, I, I don't know, but didn't he also do? He also wrote and directed uh, Paranorman. Did he write and direct it? Mm-hmm. Paranorman might have been co-directed. I think. I think I saw two names in there. Yeah, he co-directed there. it. Um. Yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, I, I'm just you know, I, I know that you know we'll we'll talk about sort of our our initial thoughts with, but but I will say like to this point. Or we'll talk about, sorry, our overall thoughts at the end. But to this point, I was like, this is like, I'm going to tell you right now, like, my kids didn't care about this movie. 
And this is the point, and I know we ask ourselves this, you know, quite often. I think this movie didn't really know its audience. This is, is this the first Leica movie to not feature? And I haven't seen all of them. Uh, is this the first Leica movie to not feature like a kid as a, as the protagonist? Uh, I mean, it might be. There's um, got to be a reason, dude, why why it wasn't a box office success. And and again, not going into the numbers of the previous Leica movies, but like this one, I think is a critical darling. I'm pretty sure it was it it, it has good reviews and like Rotten Tomatoes and stuff like that. But like for some reason, yeah, yeah, for some reason it it didn't it didn't make that make that money make that make that lala. So now now the there's there's, there's a reason why sixty eight so. The what Metacritic's now? Lo- the Metacritic's lower. What's the audience score on Rotten Tomatoes? Because um, that's score. usually the one you want to go by. You know what I mean? I mean, I get, yeah, true. Uh, I'm not sure what that is. I'll have to look that up. But all I know is that. But the the issue is that by this point in the movie, we have um, we have Lionel uh, Lionel Frost. I guess that that's his last name, right? Yeah, Lionel Frost. He's all like. Hey, I'm going to do this thing, and therefore I'm going to make a deal with you, right? And then he meets Sasquatch. He's like, I'm going to do this thing, so I'm going to make a deal with you. So, like, super objectives start to, like, override each other pretty quickly, right? Um, and quick, so, I'm, I'm sorry. The, the audience score for it is 67%. So still positive, but a pretty big discrepancy between that 88. Yeah, you know? yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, so, like, this is the point I was like, all right, all right, all right. Uh, I mean, I, let, let's get one thing out the gate. Like, this movie is gorgeous. All Leica films are gorgeous in their own way, right? This movie is fantastic. You can see that they had a budget. Here's the thing. I'm looking at the budgets right now for Coraline, Paranorman, Box Trolls, and Kuba the Two Strings, right? They all, all of them had a budget about 60,000, uh, 60 million. I'm sorry. They said... Uh, 102 million, and it pulled in 26.6 million. Like, are some, you seeing the numbers for Paranorman and all them? Why yeah, Paranorman it? brought in 107 million. Good. Box, Box Trolls bought in 109.3 million. Coraline oh, bought in 124.6 million. Like, yeah. So I mean, you, I mean, read the tea leaves. You know what I mean? Like, there's, there's, there's a. Why, does that? I guess, I guess that expression counts here. But like. There's a like this movie didn't click, and and it's it's the same reason why Wally didn't click with with its target audience. Wally, it's 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 a decent movie. I know there are people who fucking swear by it, but like kids weren't you know the target audience weren't into it you know, and 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 that didn't drive those ticket sales. So, I mean, yeah, it's it's I will say like my kids didn't give a shit about it. And I honestly think this is a like a movie for an older crowd. Yeah, but the thing is, I feel like it. Like this is the point where I think it's funny. Here's the thing: I think that you're introduced to the best character, and it does have some really smart writing, especially around Mister Link. Right? I think that he's super funny in these scenes where him and, and Frost are first meeting. I think all that stuff is fine. The bounty hunter stuff is kind of weird and feels. I, I liked know. it. I I, 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 I like Timothy Oliphant 
all a fantastic as 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 we'll call him. Um, I mean, I like him too. It's just like the pro imperialistic conversations, right? That that was happening. I was like, I get it, I get it. Like it, it was it was to the point where it was bordering on didactic to me. And there's also this there's this idea of this man discovering something, right? And I like the fact that Mr. Link says you, you can't discover me, I exist, or something. He says something about it. He's like, mm-hmm. if you didn't discover me, I know who I am, you know that right. sort of thing, um, which is you know obviously making some statements. But I, I I don't know. I just I felt like the things that I took away from this movie weren't necessarily like plot or character. It was like those little statements that are obvious social commentary. Right, mm-hmm. which I'm like, I kind of want a little bit more nuance with my social commentary, because you and I both know the thing with social commentary is that you come out and say the thing, especially in the story, the people who need to hear it, they don't hear it. Regardless, uh, either way, so they they're in the Pacific Northwest. They say, okay, cool. To find the map to get to Olymp- to the Himalayas, we have to go to Santa Ana, California, talk to Miss Fortnite, who is Lionel's former lover uh but you find out that she left lionel and she got married but her husband died uh it was one of lionel's past partners so they visit the mansion to acquire there's actually a really funny scene when they're trying to break into the mansion this was one of the the uh one of the better sequences in my head um uh is this before or after the bar fight this is after the bar fight there's a bar fight which the bar fight? Can we talk about that for a second? The bar fight, I think, is one of the greatest. I mean, in trivia, you know, it, it had the most shots as as we learned. Um, yeah, I think this bar fight is so so well done and 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 so funny. Like the way these characters move and like just how intricate it is. Um, I really, I really enjoyed this segment. I th- this like that part, one well, dude like punches the the moose or whatever. I don't know. I just thought it was, I thought it was really funny and really cool. It was great, like comedic timing. Uh, you know, some of those larger crowd scenes. But this brought up the first problem I had, which was I felt like people weren't necessarily reacting to the fact that there's a giant hairy man walk like regardless of all the costumes and the clothes that they put him in and stuff like that there would have been more genuine reaction because he still looks like an ape man you know what i mean and so like he moved they moved throughout the world be like cool we put a hat and some pants on you therefore you're incognito i'm like this isn't a world full of idiots that's like i was like okay oh what do you do Either way, there's this, uh, they go into the mansion to try to acquire the, um, the, uh, the map, uh, Miss Fortnite's like, you can't have the map, fuck you, like, you screwed over my ex-husband, get the fuck out of here, they break in the middle of the night, uh, they try to steal it, uh, they're caught trying to steal it, but they get it out safe anyway, which, again, this was another one of my pet peeves, so they shoot the safe, uh, out the window and the safe bus open but if you actually notice it if this if the bullet was going into the safe the little part that's like exploded would be facing in but it's facing out physics was it really I was I wonder yeah it was facing out and I was like oh man <laughs> hmm well what did it get shot with a well, shotgun no, I guess I guess yeah there's really no real explanation for that yeah a flub it was a flub either way 
at this point, you can tell I'm obviously looking for stuff. Uh, you just you just hunting you hunting for that sausage. I'm hunting. I'm hunting. Either way, they grab the map. Uh, they're at the train station. Uh, uh, Adelina, she shows up and she's like, you know what? I'm coming with you. Uh, fuck this noise. I'm not staying here. I'm not living in the shadow of my ex-husband. Which dope. Love that. Right. They lose the. Uh, they lose the uh, assassin. Uh, and then they get on a boat. Uh, no, then they get in the carriage that goes from California to New York. Uh, so so quick. It's very quick. Um, goes from, Cal- from, from California to New York where they get on a boat um, where they're like, hey, they're going to get on a boat. Uh, Pickett Dunsby is like, hey, we're going to catch them when they get back here to England. I forgot to mention that Sir Lionel Frost is in England um, and they get on the boat once they're on the boat this is the other thing that kind of bothered me so Lionel and uh, Adelina don't like Adelina does not like Lionel like Adelina right. as a person but then there's like this weird like sexual tension scene which I was like this feels like a man wrote it like <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it was really, <clears throat> it was really sort of leaning into those like adventure movie tropes, like the Indiana Joneses, and you know, uh, I guess in the video game space, like the Uncharted. It's like we don't like each other, but we like each other. You know what I mean? Kind of, kind of stuff. Um, but I didn't think which, it was earned because, like, she never gave me like an inkling of like having any sort of. Right. No. Here's the deal. It wasn't earned, and like. But it was expected. And I'm not saying that that's a good thing or a bad. It's just like this is – it's just kind of par for the course with movies like this. You know what I mean? Like I – I don't want I, par for the course. We have a talking Sasquatch who's funny. Was that? I said we have a talking Sasquatch that's funny. Like I don't want par for – we have – Yeah, no, I hear you. Like I, I, I agree. Like I don't think that this, that this element needed to be in there because it didn't really serve anything, right? Like this isn't no. what the movie was about. But it's just one of them things where I think, you know, and, 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 you know, maybe one day we can shed some of these, you know, sort of expected elements in these movies. But this is one that, you know, still had it in there. So, yeah, like I, I mean, say, it did, didn't feel earned, but it was expected. It, it just felt extremely counterintuitive to her character to me. Someone who's like, I refuse to be in the shadow of another man. And I don't like you because of what you did mm-hmm. to my ex-husband. And you're selfish. Right. Like she's she's basically like you're a piece of shit, and then she's like, "I will hug you and tell you about the errors of your ways." I'm like, "Oh mm-hmm. my god!" Anyways, yeah. Uh, I have to keep in mind, yes, this movie came out in 2019, but these movies take like five years to make, so um, you know, mm-hmm. we're looking at 20, especially probably, stop motion man's. These things take a long yeah. time to make. He probably pitched it in 2012, 2013. You know, so, you know, all things considered, mm-hmm. script changes and stop motion, I, I bet, are rare. Um, yeah, you got to commit. But uh, so there uh, he goes out and he sees Mr. Link uh, sitting on the side of the boat. And this is where Mr. Link is all like, I don't feel like anything's home. I don't even have my own name. Mr. Link is not a good name. And Lionel's all like. Uh, hey, name yourself after the person you admire the most. And he's like, I admire this woman. Her name was Susan. So I'm going to be Susan. 
which is great. And he calls her, he calls uh, Sasquatch Susan. Uh, you come to find out that the um, assassin is on the boat, uh, and uh, I forget how they lose the assassin. <clears throat> they not on the like, boat. I thought he just kind of like ran off. Oh, that's right. They get oh, they trap him. In, they trap him inside of a door, and then they use a, a lifeboat to like get ashore. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like, he, yeah, yeah. And so, either way, they get to uh, England. Then they travel to the Himalayas, uh, and they find an old grandma who's going to take them to go see. To uh, this, that tells them the way to go find the Yetis. I like this grandma, man. She, the grandma she tells, she tells like your daughter, like, "Hey, why don't you go suck on suck on a salt cube or something like that?" I don't know. Does that, <laughs> I thought this was funny. Yeah, Gam, uh, Gamu, Gamu was actually right. really great. Um, uh, this okay. Th- this whole sequence with Gamu was really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was it was much needed for me because you want to hear a secret. Mm. By this point, I was about I was falling asleep. Yeah, like I f- like this movie's gorgeous. I feel like it's so light on actual story. Mm-hmm. That was like, it's also like I feel it because it's it's very and I think this is why my kids were into it. It's very monotone. Everything it is. like the dialogue, everything is just kind of like the delivery. Hey, it's 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 the same reason why like I I could never get into Wallace and Gromit because I was like this is like this is like sleepy time shit you know the way that mm-hmm. this stuff is delivered and, and looking back like I'm you know I'm sure I missed a lot of good things and maybe we'll do some kind of Wallace and Gromit thing I know we did like Shaun the Sheep and stuff which is like related right yeah. Um, but yeah it's 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 very monotone it's it's not as it's not as you know, dynamic in the audio. And I think that could be a reason why, you know, some people might watch this on a lazy afternoon and just kind of fall asleep to it. Yeah. But, uh, Gamu's part was really great. Gamu's like, this is how you fucking get to the Yeti temple. Um, and, uh, as soon as they start to leave, um, Mr. Pickett Dunsby is joined by his assassin, Mr. Stink. I forgot to mention the assassin's name is Mr. Stink. Um, So, uh, Piggott, Dunsby, and Stink uh, also go to Gamu and are like, hey, we are going to kill you if you don't tell us where uh, they went. And Gamu's like, I ain't telling you shit. I ain't no snitch. And then they're like, fine, we'll kill your grandchild. And she's like, okay, I'll tell you everything. Which is like, this is a fucked up move, right? Mm-hmm. And it, it, I think it also speaks to the idea of like English colonialism and... Uh, you know, threatening the uh, the native people. Uh, they use the word savages in this movie, which always makes me feel weird. I don't know. Because um, Lionel calls them savages, and I was like, yeah. Anyways. Uh, cool. So they meet, they go to the Yeti temple, where all the Yetis are, like, actually a trained army, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like entering the gates of Oz, uh, and there's a Yeti queen with long, flowy hair. Uh, and um, this part was dope. I like. I liked all of this. Yeah, 
yeah, they say like, hey, you know, we have this whole entire land. We have this secluded valley. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and we hate humankind. And Susan, the fact that you even fuck with humankind means that we hate you as well. Mm-hmm. So we're going to trap you. And you're going to stay in this pit until you die. Um, then they get out of the pit uh, after like a heartfelt like, I mean that's basically what happens. They get no, they the do. Pit. I just I, I I love that this was one of my favorite lines when uh, Emma Thompson, who voices the elder, when they get out of the pit and they escape, and she's like, "Quick, the ones we don't want here are leaving. Like, make sure they <laughs> stay." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They get I out of the pit so after good. like a. They get out of the pit after a short like back and forth about feelings, <clears throat> which also felt unearned. I don't know. Um, then they're running away at the end of an ice bridge. They see Piggott Dunsby and Stink, uh, and Lionel denounces his rivalry and defends, uh, Susan, uh, as being more human than Piggott Dunsby. More human uh, than human. Yeah. And then Piggott Dunsby being an idiot, he's like, I'm going to fire a gun at ice. Yeah. And so the whole bridge starts to collapse. Mm-hmm. Um, then this is actually a really kind of cool sequence of like who's going back and forth and trying to swing off the bridge and try to save people and stuff like that. As you can imagine, uh, Stink and Piggott Dunsby fall to their death. The mm-hmm. ice bridge is shattered, and so the connection to the Yeti Kingdom is gone. There's a really funny slap fight in here, too, which I think there's is, a, uh, is really There's really a funny great. slap fight. Yeah. Um, I will say that the physical humor in this is pretty good. And like, and it's, it's, simple, it's simple things like the faces and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. And I think it's because all the characters, they, like, they move like a, like a touch slower than they would in reality, you know? So when they go back and slap somebody, it's like they really rear back and they kind of like, you know? So like just that, that, that timing, that visual timing is, uh, is really good. Yeah. And I think that there's this huge thing that happens, uh, and like all the physical, com- I'm thinking particularly about a time where Susan's sitting on one end of a bench, and the, mm-hmm. and the chariot, uh, and, oh yeah, and uh, he pushes the bench up, and Lionel slides down and hits him, and Susan's eyes do the big wide eye, like I'm not here, I'm gonna act like right. like there's a lot of really good physical comedy, um, sure, yeah, uh, but you have to be looking for it. Um, either way, the ice bridge falls, the bad guys die. Uh, Susan's like, I don't know what I'm going to do now. And Lionel's like, you can be my assistant. And they're like, cool, great. Um, And that happens. And Adelina, she's like, I'm going to go live my life. And Lionel still shoots a shot. He's like, aren't I a great man? She's like, you are a great man, but not great enough. And I was like, oh, shit, she said you were punk. <laughs> like, that was actually, that was one of my favorite lines. But um, you come to find out that they are getting ready to go find the lost city of Atlantis at the end of the movie, and the movie ends, and Susan has a family in Lionel Frost, and that is the missing link. Mm-hmm. And I will say you missed the... <sighs> Going over the best part is when after the ice bridge is broken and everyone and and, and oh, he blows Susan, a raspberry at it. 
Yeah, and then and then when the elder like the face that she makes, like I want a gif of that, like how offended she is. And she then he's is like, very offended. Then he's like, "Your utopia sucks." <laughs> you know? So, um, yeah, that's that's missing link. I think you and I might be kind of on 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 opposite ends a little bit uh, with this. Um, I liked it. I could care less. Like, I was just like, <laughs> it, 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 I couldn't care less. I should say it was one of those things. Like, cool, I've seen it. Yeah, you know, not uh, not like is best, but I think like is worst is still better than a lot of the things that are that are out there. Um, you know, it it has some really cool moments. It's a it's a technical marvel. Um, it, it looks really cool. Again, I still want to know how they did the water. There was a lot of water in this movie that I don't understand. Yeah, yeah. Um, again, I mean, you know, this, I don't think this is for parents out there. I don't think this is for the younger, the younger kids, uh, you know, probably like, you know, preteen and up might, might, might dig it. So, you know, if you want to watch it with them, I don't recommend this as like a, Hey, we're going to have a movie night, you know, seven and below, you know, cause like I say, my kids at seven and four, they weren't, they they didn't give a shit. Um, so, but I mean, yeah, you know, Hugh Jackman, I think definitely, you know, redeemed himself from pan. Now we have a, you know, a, a Hugh Jackman, uh, what I'm trying to think like back to Jackman, like back to back, Hugh Jackman, back to back. I'm trying, I'm trying to combine this. I think you from pan. Absolutely. He did. Well, that's not hard. Pan is like the word. Yeah. I'm saying in, in, in purposes of our show, you know what I'm talking about? He definitely, he definitely redeemed himself. Um, but uh, yeah, it was, it was good. It was, you know, I liked it. I thought it was funny. Uh, there were some laugh out loud moments there. Zach Galifianakis says Susan. I thought did a good job. Um, you know, I, 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 I recommend it, but tepidly. So you know, it's not one that I, that I, you know, shout, shout out the rooftops. Be like, oh, this movie's great. I'm going to give it um, six and a half out of ten. Uh, so I feel like this movie is gorgeous, like all of Blackest movies. I feel like this movie um, is a bit didactic. Uh, I agree with you. It's not. It's not like a kids movie. It feels like. It feels like it's crushing. Nah, you just sent me the gift of the elder. Sorry, didn't interrupt. I just saw that you, <laughs> you sent me that. But to be fair, uh, you were sending that to me as I was talking. So yeah, okay. So no, yeah, I, I feel like it. I feel like it is like Pixar, and the fact that not every Pixar movie is for kids, and like it's really hard to figure out who they're advertising to sometimes. Um, I also feel like the story is boring. I feel like it tries to pack a lot of heart has some humor but i think the overall like arc is boring mm-hmm. uh, like you said it's all one tone uh, it's all one note and i thought hugh jackman's delivery was all one note too like here's the thing i don't understand this is a man known for his like outrageous range on broadway and stuff like that you know what i mean <clears throat> and like it's he was very quiet it felt like he stepped behind that microphone mm-hmm. and played the whole thing reserved uh which i don't think served the story well because he wasn't matching the energy of the Susan character, right? Right. Um, so it, it often felt like an uneven pairing to me. Um, mm-hmm. 
if people are like, hey, let's watch a movie, I'm not going to be like, Missing Link. Um, yeah. I'm going to give it a 4 out of 10. Okay. 4 out of 10. And you said your kids didn't give a fuck, so, yeah. No, they, yeah, they, they did not care. And honestly, man, I mean, if we look at, let's like, like a movies in general, um, I think, you know, Paranorman is, is at the top for me. Um, you know, if, if, and then, and then it's, you know, Coraline, I mean, this is, and we, we have, we, we haven't done Kubo yet and I haven't seen box trolls. Um, but this, I mean, this is, this is, this is kind of a week, a week outing for them. I think just, just based off of Paranorman and, uh, and Coraline. I agree. Uh, but again, had 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 some really standout moments. You know, I thought it was cool. But yeah, you're right. It's like this whole adventure movie. The the fact, like, what Leica has done for me with movies like Paranorman and Coraline. It's like they've sort of given us like the jump off point for like movies that we think we we know all about. Like, oh, I know all about the zombie movie, or I know all about the you know uh, the the you know whatever the fuck Coraline. I mean, Cor- Coraline's kind of its own fucking thing. I can't really, you know, compare any of that, compare that to anything else, but you know what I mean? It's like, they kind of give you the unexpected. They give you like a twist on, you know what I mean? Like these stories and these characters and these sort of tropes and things. And this one just kind of was like a adventure movie checkbox. Um, and there are so many like adventure movies that I think have, have done it better, you know, and that are, and, and, and that are more exciting. Like, Watching this, there were times I was like, like that whole boat sequence. I was like, yeah, that's all right. But like Indiana Jones did it better, you know? No, like, you, know what it, you know what it felt like? Those times. Remember when we were watching the, uh, Abominable? Yeah. Where it felt like, look at them show off the techniques that they have to create this world. Right, right. I felt the same way about this. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it – it, and the fact that Susan is, is such a like the, the the way that that character is animated, you know what I mean, and how funny Zach Galifianakis is, um, it made me wonder, like, man, what would have this been like if like it was Susan in, you know, out of out of his element, you know what I mean, and and like not mm-hmm. like on this grand adventure, like I don't know, but maybe there was a different movie they could have done. I I, I have no idea. But I, 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 I liked what, what we got. I didn't love it. I didn't like it nearly as much as I thought I was going to or I was expecting to. Right. Uh, but but I, 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 I ultimately I enjoyed it. And it's short. It's like an hour and a half. So it didn't it didn't it didn't really feel like a huge a huge time sink. True. So true, true, true. Well, everybody, that was missing link. Uh, thank you so much for joining us for this week's episode. As always, please like, subscribe, do all that good stuff. Uh, if you want to, uh, yeah, wherever you listen to podcasts, make sure you rate us five stars, great, four stars, awesome, three stars are below. We're going to put you on an ice bridge with the uh, Yeti Queen, and then we're going to fire a gun at it, and we're going to make it fall. Wherever you land is wherever you land. Well, ah, 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 ah. Um, uh, if you want to interact with us, you know how to do so. Check out our show notes. We can interact with our Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Uh, you can leave us an email at grownmanwks at gmail.com. You can leave us a voicemail by clicking leave a message. In our show notes, we check you to our anchor page. You can leave us a voicemail, and it comes right to our inbox. Also, know that we are merely 
two weeks. Two, well, technically, three three episodes. Two episodes. We're close to our Christmas yeah. <laughs> our Christmas season. We're gonna do two more episodes, and then we're gonna start our Christmas season, which is gonna be great. We're lining up our guests for that now, so get ready to hear some new voices on the podcast, or maybe some familiar ones. Maybe. Oh, we're going to keep you on your toes, though, and not let you know anything until we know, for sure, until people say yes. That, that, that's what we'll let you know. But <laughs> um, uh, we want y'all to take care of each other uh, heading into this holiday season. We want you to stay crispy. Stay crispy, y'all. And we will catch y'all next time. Jordan, I have a question. Hmm. What's the one thing you would travel the world to save? Like item. Oh, what item I would travel the world to save? Yeah, and and via Indiana Jones, Raiders mm-hmm. of the Lost Ark sort of shit. Mm-hmm. Oh man, um, I would probably want to save movie theaters. Okay. Yeah, that's just what came to me. You know. That's fair. Yeah. What about you? I uh, would save. Ooh. Ooh. I was about to say something corny, but I'm not going to. Uh, I would save uh, the time that I have wasted trying to figure out what I would say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, you know, it, it, it's 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 crazy. I mean, I guess I'm just thinking like because we've actually been we've been talking about that quite a bit. It's like, man, how like the theater, movie theaters are just like dying. You know, they're just like left and right, and especially now. And it's like, man, if there was some kind of way to like fucking bring it, like, there's got to be some old shaman. You know what I mean? Like hanging out that could be like, hey, if you want to save them, this is what you got to do. Shit like that. Um, I just, I, I honestly, I can't yeah. imagine a world, and I don't want to imagine a world without. Grown Men Watch Kid Shit is a Moon Street Media podcast. Intro and outro music was created by MPC. We are proud members of the Outlet Productions Podcast Network. Want to find us online? Check out our social media links in the show notes.